Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 118 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the Nets naming Hall of Famer Steve Nash as their next head coach. Now, the issue here is that Steve Nash has no coaching experience, and the only other job he's had outside of playing in the NBA is being a consultant for the Golden State Warriors. But I hear all the opinions about this hire, and this isn't even about Steve Nash as a head coach. This hire comes down to two figures within the Brooklyn Nets organization. This comes down to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Do they want Steve Nash to be their head coach? And the answer seems to be yes, especially for Kevin Durant, who was working with Steve Nash when they were both with the Golden State Warriors. So if Kevin Durant wants this hire to happen, then this feels like the right type of hire for the Brooklyn Nets. This isn't about the Nets getting back on track. This is about the Nets making their superstars happy so that they can have the best possible outcome because make no mistake about it, the Brooklyn Nets need to make this work. They are one of those teams on the rise that we all expect to compete for championships and the only way that's ever going to happen is if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are happy. So if Kevin Durant's out here making comments about how Steve Nash is going to help benefit his game, then that That's the type of hire you need to make. It's what's making Kevin Durant happy. This is a guy who's had success. Do whatever it takes to get Kevin Durant motivated to put up enormous numbers for your team. It's great that Steve Nash and Kevin Durant have this great relationship, but I also think it's going to come down to how Steve Nash interacts with Kyrie Irving. What does Steve Nash have to offer Kyrie Irving? Now, this is a guy who played for a head coach in Mike D'Antoni who made every point guard look better than they are. Can Steve Nash operate that kind of system and make Kyrie Irving live up to the potential that we all think he is? Now listen, I think in these past two seasons, we learned that Kyrie Irving is a Robin. He's not a Batman, but he is still a star player. He is a star basketball player. I just don't think Kyrie Irving is a superstar number one type of guy, but he's an excellent Robin. So Steve Nash needs to make that work out. He needs Kevin Durant to be the alpha and for Kyrie Irving to be the sidekick. Something Steve Nash, by the way, a two-time MVP, was excellent at being for a guy like Dirk Nowitzki, even Amare Stoudemire and Sean Marion at times. That's the type of point guard Kyrie Irving needs to develop to, so maybe Steve Nash can be that mentor that Kyrie Irving needs, because he clearly is not good at being the leader of a basketball team, whether or not it's because he doesn't want to play with a bunch of young players, because all last year with the Celtics, that's all Kyrie Irving complained about. And then this season, without Kevin Durant, he played with all those young players, and they didn't look very good. So maybe that's what Kyrie Irving needs. He needs a head coach that's going to motivate him, and he needs to play on a veteran-laden team, which it looks like the Brooklyn Nets are headed in that direction also. Give the Nets credit. They are trying to do anything possible to make these two superstars happy. They way overpaid for a guy like DeAndre Jordan, who took away playing time from a guy like 
Jared Allen. Like, they are doing anything possible to please Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And now they've made the coaching hire that Kevin Durant wants. It's now on Kevin Durant to make this work. I think all of the pressure is more on Kevin Durant than it is on Steve Nash. Because listen, Kevin Durant has won championships when he has Steph, when he has Clay, when he has Draymond. Can he win championships when he is the main guy on a basketball team and all he has is an injury-riddled Kyrie Irving? That's the real test here. All this season's pressure is going to be on Kevin Durant. And let's not forget, he's coming off of a serious injury. This future of this franchise rests on the shoulders of Kevin Durant way more than it does on Kyrie Irving. Because their only way they're going to find success is if Kevin Durant is the alpha because we've learned Kyrie Irving cannot be the alpha no matter how good he is. The guy has amazing handles. He can score at will at times. He's just not the leadership type and Kevin Durant needs to be that guy. That's why he came to Brooklyn. That's why he left the Golden State Warriors is to be the man. Well, now all the pressure is on him to be the man. It's not on Steve Nash. It's not on Kyrie Irving. It's all on Kevin Durant. The reason I find this move curious, and nobody has really brought this up, is because it feels like the Brooklyn Nets have done this before, and that's why the Brooklyn Nets have done this before. When they brought in Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce, a super team, guess who they brought in? Jason Kidd, who had no prior coaching experience, and the thing didn't work out. His biggest moment as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets was when he spilled water on purpose to get a call. The Jason Kidd experience didn't work, so it's a little bit surprising that they finally get superstars again to join their team in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and they're going the no coaching background again. I mean Jason Kidd didn't work out for them so it's interesting that they're willing to take that risk again with Steve Nash. I get it. It's a different owner. It's a different management but this organization has done this before and it didn't work out and that team with Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce never lived up to the hype and so you have to have that fear that history is repeating itself and maybe this team isn't going to live up to those lofty expectations and I don't even think I'm saying that against Steve Nash I just think they've done this before and it didn't work out so maybe they should try something new and I was also thinking about this the timing of this hire is weird to me because Billy Donovan just left the Oklahoma City Thunder so it seems like he would be an excellent hire to be the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets he's already coached Durant and many all-stars like Westbrook, like Paul George, Billy Donovan can coach superstar players and have success. He got a lot out of Chris Paul. Like, he was the co-coach of the year. If they had just waited for Billy Donovan to depart, I think he would have been a way better hire for the Brooklyn Nets to live up to expectations. But listen, they made this hire. It just feels like the last time they brought in superstars, they made the same type of hire. They brought in Jason Kidd, and it didn't work out. I just hope, and they are too, that history doesn't repeat itself with Steve Nash. And in recent years, when it comes to hiring guys with zero coaching experience, it's been a bit of a mixed bag to say the least. The best case scenario to get is a Steve Kerr, who's going to be your head coach for a long time and succeed in ways you never thought possible and win championships. That's the best case scenario and probably the
the least likely scenario. The other worst case scenario is Derek Fisher, a guy like the moment is way too big for him and he's not ready to be the head coach of a franchise like the New York Knicks. That's the worst case example and that's way more possible in this situation. You don't know how Steve Nash is going to deal with being the head coach of a basketball team. Being the consultant of the Golden State Warriors is a lot different than being the everyday head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, a team that has so much expectations. Remember when David Blatt joined the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that had enormous expectations in his first year with them. He brings them to the NBA Finals, and then within the next season, he is fired. So even a guy who's never coached in the NBA before can go to a team with such high expectations and almost live up to them and it still look like a colossal failure. That's why this hire is a bit of a mixed bag for me because what are the expectations for Steve Nash? I don't think he's going to be able to coach a 60-win team and get them to the NBA Finals. So if he doesn't reach that within the next two years, is this looked at as a colossal failure? And if so, that's not really fair to Steve Nash. I'm not quite sure he knows what he's getting into right now. Even as I watch the NBA playoffs right now, there's so many people saying next year, Brooklyn's coming. They're getting Durant back. They're getting Kyrie back. They're that next team. The Brooklyn Nets are being looked to as the next beast of the East. And now Steve Nash, a rookie head coach, has to live up to that expectation. And I, even if he falls a little bit short of that, how are we going to feel about him and that organization? That's my main issue with this hire is it's putting a lot of pressure on a rookie head coach. Even though, like I said before, I think all of the pressure is on Kevin Durant, it will feel like it's on Steve Nash for the most part. And if this doesn't work out, this could be a quick firing, which would be sad. There is also this argument that great players don't necessarily make great head coaches. I mean, just look at Magic Johnson, look at Isaiah Thomas. Those guys did not live up to the expectations of their playing career because they were so good at basketball, they probably couldn't accept anything less from other players. I think one of the best success stories is a guy like Larry Bird. He went to the Pacers and then they went to the NBA Finals. That's like a best case scenario of a legendary player making a good to great head coach. That's what Steve Nash needs to be. He needs to be more of that Larry Bird and less of the Magic Johnson Isaiah Thomas. I think the one thing that will benefit Steve Nash is that he is coaching superstars who have won championships before. Like Kevin Durant is an NBA champion. Kyrie Irving is an NBA champion. So they won't really feel that pressure to win all that much, but still I think a lot is being made into this type of hire because the Brooklyn Nets have gone all in on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They've gone all in. They fired their young up-and-coming head coach in Kenny Atkinson. They got rid of their young superstar player in D'Angelo Russell. They were a rebuild team that was rising quickly and they've given up all that to bring in superstars. And to bring in superstars it rose the expectations. Like the Brooklyn Nets went to this nice like Cinderella team coached by Kenny Atkinson. They were a hard team. They had D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. They were a nice young team on the rise and they've given all that up for Durant and Kyrie Irving and with superstars comes expectations. So now they need to win a lot faster than they were going to and I feel like maybe at the end of all this, are they going to regret firing Atkinson? Are they going to regret giving up on a young point guard like D'Angelo Russell? 
when you're a team like the Brooklyn Nets, maybe the smaller rise is better than the fast rise. Like the Brooklyn Nets are trying to become a great basketball team overnight. And that's what the expectations are. But when you don't live up to that expectation, it blows up in your face. And that's exactly what happened with the Darren Williams Nets. They never lived up to their expectations. They had Williams. They had Joe Johnson, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. They had NBA Finals expectations that they never came close to living up to, and it ended in colossal failure. And so this is their next step back to rising up from that, and they have a young team. It looks like maybe, should they have kept that team? That will be the next question in the next five years we'll be asking ourselves. Should the Brooklyn Nets have given up on that young upstart team in order to bring in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Obviously, we all think right now that the answer is yes. That's the obvious question. When you have the opportunity to bring in a guy like Kevin Durant, you of course say yes. When you have the opportunity to bring in a guy like Kyrie Irving, you of course say yes. But you blew up something that was decent. Don't act like you didn't. Kenny Atkinson is a really good head coach. He should be a head coach of a basketball team. D'Angelo Russell was becoming a all-star type point guard. That's a guy worth having on your basketball team. You were building something good. Maybe in the next couple of years, you would have been able to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Now you bring in Duran and Kyrie Irving, and now you're thought of as immediately a title contender. Maybe the Brooklyn Nets are rising way too fast. We might look back at the Brooklyn Nets five years from now and look at them as a cautionary tale of a mid-level market team trying to act like a mainstay NBA franchise because that's what the Nets are trying to do. They're trying to become the New York team. They're trying to steal the fans away from the New York Knicks, which won't be that hard. They'll be way better than the New York Knicks. But will they live up to expectations? And if they don't, they could be ruining their future where they have to make awful trades like that Kevin Garnett trade where they had to give up so many draft picks to get an older player like Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Those kind of mistakes happen when you're desperate to become an upstart NBA franchise. And again, the Brooklyn Nets made another risky decision. They got rid of a young upstart team in order to bring in superstars. Again, I get it. Some people will look at that and say there's no risk to that. But I think in the end, if it doesn't work out, you're going to say that might be a colossal mistake. I also think there's a way to do both things. There's a way to become that young team on the rise and also bring in a superstar. Like, there are two teams in the NBA playoffs right now that have done that beautifully. The Miami Heat, they were able to keep their young core, they have Tyler Hero, and they were able to get Jimmy Butler. What a move that's been. Now the Miami Heat are in the Eastern Conference Finals. There's a way to keep that young core together with Bam, with Tyler Hero, and to have a guy like Jimmy Butler join the team. That's the best case scenario. The Brooklyn Nets had to give up on a guy like D'Angelo Russell to get a Kyrie Irving and to get a Kevin Durant and bring in guys that those guys want like DeAndre Jordan where we all know that it's better for the Brooklyn Nets to play a guy like Jared Allen way more than it is to play a guy like DeAndre Jordan. You don't need to make those type of sacrifices for superstars. 
there should be a way to have both things in, in your franchise, to have nice, young, upstart players and to have a superstar there. The Denver Nuggets are another team. They brought in Paul Millsap. Now he's not the superstar anymore, but he's become a nice role player around their young players. They have Jokic, they have Jamal Murray, but Paul Millsap was a really good signing for that franchise. It's why I kind of look at the Lakers and I go, it's kind of ridiculous that after having all those young players like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma is the only one left. They had to get rid of all of those young players to please LeBron James and get him Anthony Davis. I understand that it's probably going to work out for LeBron James and that in this next year or two, he's probably going to end up winning an NBA title. But I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. You should be able to keep your young NBA rising stars and to add superstars around them. You shouldn't have to sacrifice your young players in order to get that superstar player anymore. You need to get young players who superstars want to play with. And that's exactly what the Miami Heat did. That's exactly what the Denver Nuggets did. Because let's say the window for the Brooklyn Nets was like a 10-year window with D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, all those young core pieces that they have. Let's say that their window was 10 years and now they get Durant and they get Kyrie Irving and they get DeAndre Jordan and now their window is five. And let's say in those five years, they don't make the conference finals or they don't even make the NBA finals. We will look at that as a colossal mistake. But if they had a 10-year window where they were able to quickly rise and make the Eastern Conference Finals, they will be looked at as a huge success story. But getting in and cashing in on superstars has raised their timetable. It's sped up. Now they have to win way faster than any of us had ever expected because their expectations are through the roof. They have a guy in Kevin Durant who is what? A two-time Finals MVP. A guy in Kyrie Irving who hit one of the biggest shots in the NBA Finals. These are two guys who are coming off of injuries and now we're expecting them to compete for championships instead of being that upstart team that has a few nice pieces with a young star player in D'Angelo Russell. Like their expectations are through the roof. And when you have expectations like that, you have to live up to them or we will view this as a colossal failure. That's what the Brooklyn Nets are risking here. They went all in on superstars and have given up the model of their young core. They've kind of given up on that core. They still have Jared Allen. They still have Karis LeVert, but that young Nets team on the rise is no more. It's all about Durant, and it's all about Kyrie Irving. If those two figures don't live up to the legends we view them as, this will be a huge failure for the Brooklyn Nets, and we've seen this before. When stuff like this doesn't work out, when these superstar teams don't work out, it sets your franchise back at least a half a decade. That's what happened when the Darren Williams Nets didn't work out. The Nets had to go back to square one. That's the risk going all in on superstars. I don't know the answer of, is this going to work out? This is all going to rely on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving being healthy and being happy. And nobody has the answers to that question. So if getting Steve Nash to be their head coach makes Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving happy, then this is absolutely the best hire. Now, Steve Nash definitely skipped a step. He even admitted to that. But if he makes those superstars happy, this is the absolute right move for the Brooklyn Nets moving forward because like it or not, the future of the Brooklyn Nets lies in the hands of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They no longer have that young core to look forward to. 
all of the pressure is on their superstar players. They wanted this. Now they get it. The Brooklyn Nets have star players. They have huge expectations. And now they have to live up to those expectations. And I don't think those other Eastern Conference teams are going away. Like the Celtics are going to be there for years to come. The Raptors are going to do something to improve themselves. And you still have the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, come on. Just because Giannis lost the series to the Miami Heat does not mean I'm giving up on the Milwaukee Bucks. They are going to try to do something drastic to improve that team. So this isn't going to be a cakewalk for the Nets just because they have Duran and Kyrie Irving. All in all, Steve Nash might not be the most qualified candidate to be the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, but he might be the head coach that this team needs because Kevin Durant needs somebody that he respects. Kyrie Irving needs somebody that he respects. And if they don't respect a Hall of Fame two-time MVP, then who are they going to respect? I hope this works out for Steve Nash. I love them as a player and hopefully I love him as a head coach. I am rooting for the Brooklyn Nets to have success because I like Steve Nash as a basketball player. Hopefully, things work out for Nash, Durant, and Irving. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>